Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Well, crap. I hate to just jump into a Monday with bad news, but NBC has just confirmed that the ultimate slip and slide show, you remember the show that had to take a pause in production because of the diarrhea outbreak? (laughs) Yeah, a few months ago, they had to shut it down when they had 40 crew members collapsing on set and at least one person had parasitic intestinal infections and you know they you know the show that had the 65 foot tall slide as part of the competition you know the slip and slide the ultimate slip and slide yeah you remember well they've decided that they're not going to pick up production again at all and it's completely canceled now i know i know dry your eyes there'll be other shows there'll be other things to watch but not ultimate slip and slide on NBC. Sorry. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. For those of you that follow me on Twitter, at JeffyJFR, you know I had tweeted this weekend, I am sick of hearing its policy. Ah, look, it's company policy. And the look when you, uh, the look you get from the employees when you say, um, so... Uh, how about we fix the issue that we're trying to deal with? I mean, I'm just supposed to say, oh, okay, well, it's, it's policy. Oh, okay. Which sometimes, I mean, I actually do when I hear, uh, we're sorry, sir. That's company policy. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, it's company policy then. I just won't be mad about it. How about we fix the issue? I am so sick of having, and it's just a way of the business saying, well, just tell them it's policy. And then they don't, you, you can't do anything about it. So they can, they can't holler at you because it's company policy. Well, no, but I can, I can make a point to you, the employee. Remember the old saying, uh, Hey, I'm just the messenger. Don't kill the messenger. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, or I guess this phrase is don't shoot the messenger. (laughs) (laughs) Not necessarily don't kill the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. Well, you know what? That's why the Kings used to send the messengers. Because if something happened, it wasn't them. So I'm just so sick of hearing businesses tell me they can't take care of a problem because it's policy. Sorry, sir. It's policy. How about we change the policy? How about that? How about we take care of the customer? You know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam. It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill and take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, that you don't want, or you've simply forgot about. On average, People are saving $720 a year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. 
Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and helped save them over $100 million. Like Matthew B., who says, you know, in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for one year on my DirecTV bill. Saved $120 for the year on my SiriusXM bill. Saved $840 a year on car insurance. You too might be like Matthew B. Is your ex still using your Netflix? <laughs> That's what one woman found out after she downloaded Truebill, uh, which finds and cancels subscriptions with just that one tap. Get started at truebill.com slash chewing. You know, we found a subscription that my son had inadvertently clicked on through Microsoft and it was just coming through every month, just taking our money every month. Ding, 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 ding. Because it was an automatic renewal. Truebill.com slash chewing. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash chewing. Go right now truebill.com slash chewing it could save you hundreds a year truebill.com slash chewing all right a warning a warning for those of you listening in the dfw area the dallas fort worth greater metroplex in grand prairie there's a missing snake and not just any missing snake it's a west african banded cobra it disappeared from a Grand Prairie home. I guess it was a nice pet to have. And the guy in Grand Prairie said, Hey, uh, yeah, you know, I came back home and my, <laughs> my cobra wasn't in the enclosure. <laughs> and I thought, wow, what, uh, where could it be? I kind of looked around for a while and I decided, man, nope, it's missing. So. I went ahead and called everybody because it's, you know, it isn't illegal for me to have the venomous snake by, you know, I have a permit and everything with the state of Texas parks and wildlife department. However, uh, you know, I have to, uh, I got to let people know when it's missing. (laughs) Oh yeah. So a private reptile removal expert assisted, uh, animal services and uh, the owner in a search for the animal. I guess you go around going here, here, little baby, where you at? Come here, baby. And, uh, there's no baby to be found. So, uh, those of you living in the grand prairie DFW area, be on the lookout for that, uh, Cobra, the, uh, the African banded Cobra that's uh, just out wandering around. You know, it's only venomous. Don't worry about it. And they asked you and I'm sure I don't have to tell you, but they've asked for you to not attempt to pick up the snake. <laughs> oh, okay. Cause that's what I would have done. Oh, is, isn't that the missing African banded Cobra from grand Prairie? I'll let me pick that up and I'll just take it back to the guy. Here's your little snake. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're asking you to, to call nine one one. I don't know that I'd even. Uh, make it to 911. I think if I ran across the African branded Cobra and it was anywhere in the vicinity of some sort of weapon, I may just end the life 
of the Cobra. Now, I won't say anything. I'm not telling you to do that because it's probably illegal. But I would say that you wouldn't need to say anything. You just get rid of it and you go ahead and just bury it out back. And then you know that even they're still looking for it, you know you don't have to worry because it's gone. Now, if you're in Wisconsin, maybe you pick up the boulder that was just removed because, uh, well, look, it's just a boulder and it only weighs 42 tons. So I'm guessing if you dropped it on the African banded cobra, it would do some damage. Now, the boulder is named after Thomas Crowder Chamberlain, a 19th century geologist and former university president. And remember, we talked about it when they originally said, you know, a story back in 1925, 1925, wow, uh, referred to the rock as a racial slur. And now, now the rock must go because in 1925, the derogatory name for black people, which ignited a campaign, and now that boulder must be removed. Historians have not found any other time that the slur was used in regard to the Chamberlain Rock, but, oh well, the Black Student Union and Wonk Sheik, an indigenous student organization on campus, started a campaign to remove the rock last summer. I remember talking about this, thinking it's gone. I mean, we've already moved statues and removed statues all over the country. They've been moving them here in Dallas, and it's cost a fortune. They said this only cost 50 grand to remove this 42-ton boulder. <laughs> I was brought in the flatbed truck and the crane. Yeah, we got it. Don't worry about it. We just... Put the straps around and pick this bad boy up and put it on the truck and off it goes. I don't know how far they moved it, but they're moving it to university-owned land. Oh, okay, that's according to the Wisconsin Historical Society spokesperson. Its placement does not cause an adverse impact on any cultural or historical resources. Oh, that's good. That's good. Now, Juliana Bennett, a senior and a campus representative on the Madison City Council, said removing the rock would allow BIPOC students to begin healing. Yeah, because I'm sure that that rock being there for a hundred years uh, was really hurtful to, most importantly, the Black Student Union, whoever belongs to the Black Student Union, and Wonk Sheik the indigenous student organization on campus. So at least we know that they are part of the BIPOC students and they now can begin healing. That is, that is fantastic. Congratulations. Just don't, you know, don't drop it on a snake or anything, especially that, <laughs> that African banded cobra slithering around the Dallas Fort Worth area. Be on the lookout heads up or really Heads down. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. You know what I found uh, this weekend was some bottled Coca-Cola Zero Sugar from the last brew. That's refreshing. Now, when those run out, I don't know what the heck I'm going to do. 
I don't know. Maybe I'll call Obama. He can, uh, you know, he can figure it out for me. I know he had to scale back his birthday party this past weekend. Did you see the picture? I, I tweeted it out again. If you follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR, or you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. But I tweeted out the picture of the tents that were up on his property for this party. I did not look like it was scaled back. Now maybe these tents are, you know. Maybe they had already been rented. And you know what? It's policy that they couldn't replace it with a smaller tent. You know, it's company policy, Barack. Sorry, we got to put them up. You can have one or two people or, you know, seven or 800 people. <laughs> Doesn't matter to us because it's policy. We can't, we can't, uh, we can't not put up these tents. Incredible. And they all showed up. If they scaled that thing back, it was all just BS. All that was, well, just say you're going to scale it back and everybody will be happy. Shut up, okay? And it's not the party I'm upset about at all. I don't care that Barack Obama wants to have his 60th birthday party and everybody that wants to kiss the king's ring shows up to kiss the king's ring. That's fine with me. It's just that all these people are the uh, you know equity people and we've got to, everything's got to be equitable. Oh, okay. Well, how's that multi-million dollar 60th birthday party equitable for me, Barack? Because I don't see it. Anyway, so uh, Facebook sent me an ad over the weekend as well, which I, you know, thank you for your ads, Facebook. I appreciate you caring about me. They sent me an ad for an app matching seniors over 50. (laughs) <laughs> I know. And I thought, wait, you're sending me an app matching me with seniors over 50. Uh, first, if you're over 50, are you a senior? Depending on how much you're over 50, I would consider you a senior in today's world. However, thank you. But I, according to their ad, they said, uh, Hey, come find me. And then it said, can a man without money make a woman happy in a relationship? And I thought, wait, are you actually asking me that? Because I don't know. I can tell you the answer. Well, it goes on to say it's not about money. It's all about respect, loyalty, trustworthiness, caring, and honesty. It's all about what kind of personality you have. Everything comes from the heart. Money can't buy anyone's happiness. Now, I would say to this, boy, isn't that true? (laughs) Now, if I were someone who had money, I would say, what a joke. That's something that someone without money says. So anyway, thanks, Facebook. At least I appreciate you knowing that, uh, you know, I know that I've got some people over 50 out there that I can go find that know that money isn't everything. It can't buy anyone's happiness. It sure can help though. It sure can help. And by the way, Facebook uh, just launched their little prayer tool, which people are either really happy or really unhappy about the uh, new prayer tool. It has its members use its rally prayer power for upcoming job interviews, illnesses, and other personal challenges, big and small. I'm not sure they had to do that. You can tap on the I prayed button. 
I mean, people ask for prayers all the time on social media and the people who are their friends or follow them if they're not shadow banned are able to say, uh, prayers up, prayers, praying for you. I don't know that we needed the Facebook I prayed button. Plus, you know, Facebook knows pretty much everything about you anyway. But I know that there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of questionable thoughts about putting it out there that uh, you're part of some sort of separate religious group that's praying for people. And I know that uh, you know even Adil Zeb, a Muslim chaplain at the Claremont Colleges in California, seemed a little upbeat. He was as long as these companies initiate proper precautions and protocols to ensure the safety of religiously marginalized communities, people of faith should jump on board supporting this vital initiative. Right. As long as the company does initiate proper precautions and protocols to ensure the safety of religiously marginalized communities. Who would those are? I mean, in today's world, it's almost like every, every, uh, community in the religious world is marginalized, but Hey, that's, that's just me. <laughs> that's just me. Cause I see everywhere where the world is talking about the Islamic new year beginning this evening. So I don't know how marginalized that makes your community. <sighs> A deal Zeb, but you know, I'm sure that's Sure, that's what you mean. And I know the big pastors are all for it, and so I guess it's okay. I don't know. We'll see. We shall see, won't we? (laughs) Yes, we will. Did you use our prayers up button to say that you would give prayers to this person who is now known to be a racist? We just stumped by to see if this was actually meant from you. That could never happen. So just forget I mentioned it. So I finished uh, The Prince this weekend on HBO Max. Very, very funny. Uh, If you get an opportunity to watch it, I I, I talked about it before. Uh, I I loved it. It was really funny. It's 12 episodes. They're about 15 minutes long. Really, really funny. Gary Gennetti, it's his show, uh, and he's also in it. And it's just well worth the watch. It's kind of big guy, though. I know they had postponed the launch of it because it was supposed to launch when Prince Philip passed away. And it's supposed to, the whole thing is a joke anyway. So I don't know why they, but they did. They waited for a while after they, you know, everyone got over the death of, of the actual Prince Philip because he's pretty much dead in this whole show. But anyway. So, uh, anyway, if you have an opportunity to watch the Prince, really, really funny. I did also this weekend find time to watch Suicide Squad, which dropped, uh, on HBO Max and in the theaters, according to the streaming service, HBO Max, it was the second most viewed day and date film premiere during its first day on HBO Max. And at the box office, it earned 26.5 million which I guess is the biggest opening of any R-rated movie released during the pandemic. So we're <laughs> we're buttoning down the hatches of figuring out exactly how much money it made and made it huge, but it's below expectations. I also finally watched Jolt, 
with what's her face? You know, Beckinsale, Kate Beckinsale. It was not really that good. I mean, it it is what it is, and I don't know that I expected it to be that much better than it was, but I did expect it to be, well, you know what I did? I did expect it to be better than it was. Just, I don't know that I expected it to be great, which I didn't. I mean, it's Kate Beckinsale, and she's, you know, this action-packed, action thriller killer lady and uh you know it's more of a love story that isn't a love story that is a love story all wrapped up into one (laughs) and it had a couple of big names in it Uh, sarandon was in it stanley tucci was in it and uh what's his face bobby cannavale you'd know him if you saw him and a David Bradley, who plays a, a you know the bad guy, and you would remember him from Game of Thrones. So anyway, they had some pretty good some pretty good names in it, but it was okay. I mean, it wasn't as good as her series on Amazon, The Widow. She was great. Kate Beckinsale, I'm talking about, was great on uh, in The Widow on Amazon, and this was on Amazon Prime, of course, as well. I saw uh, the trailer for Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters, and the new movie Dune. Saw those two trailers. Ghostbusters is Afterlife. That's supposed to come out in November. Theaters only. Dune. I wasn't crazy about the first Dune that came out a hundred years ago, but this Dune, the trailer, makes it look really good. That comes out uh, October 22nd, and that's at theaters and HBO Max. So, well worth I don't know what they're trying to do with afterlife at theaters only it's november put it up on streaming too okay let's go the world has changed they keep saying that uh, these movies are underproducing at the theaters no they're not that's as good as it's going to get okay you're not going to get any more than that and quit your whining about the movies going to streaming put it in the contract make a better deal for yourself if you're the actors and it's part of the deal okay I don't want to hear you. It's got to be in theaters. No, it doesn't. Those days are gone. I know we're trying to cling on to the the old days of going to the movie theaters and eating our popcorn, and we made the deals to keep them alive for a little bit longer. But when you every story that I read, they all have the line. It earned below expectations at the box office on opening weekend. Yeah. Because your expectations are too high. Well, 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 the Olympics are finally over. And you say to yourself, man, that's really bummer because I was busy watching it, were you? Because the decrease in viewership from the 2016 Rio Olympics, 42%. Wow. Now, NBC Universal paid more than a billion to air the Olympics, and they, you know, had the time zone difference, which they were using as some sort of excuse. But mm, I don't think it had much to do with the time zone, although it's possible that it, uh, you know, that it was frustrating for many. I will say, though, that the United States of America, the athletes, came through. I told you I would not abide. I would not take us 
losing the gold medal count. We had the medal count total number of medals won by far, but we were behind in the golds behind China. But we came through and we finally, we at the end, before it was all said and done, we jumped out into the lead and we took the lead with 39 gold medals ahead of China's 38, which makes me happy. Mate, I'm telling you, man, we were way out in front as far as total medals with 113 at the end, but the gold medals were a real struggle and our athletes pulled through and put us number one. We were number one across the board at the Olympics. Amen. God bless the United States of America and the athletes representing us, even if some of them, you know, don't really care about the United States. I know the basketball team won the gold and they were, oh, we, we, we're tired of the American media, how they treated us. Shut up. And Megan Rapinoe, I'm not happy that Trump slammed the U.S. women's soccer team for failing to win the gold. So win the gold. You're rooting for the team to lose. Yeah, we were. We were losing. I wasn't really. I wasn't rooting for you to lose, Meg. I wanted you to win, but I just, I didn't feel bad that you didn't. But I wanted you to win the gold, but you just weren't good enough. <laughs> oh, so, man, sucks to be you, huh? I mean, even the Iranian karate guy <laughs> won the gold and he was knocked out. I don't know if you happen to catch the plus 75 kilogram category of the Olympic karate category match. (laughs) But uh, the Saudi karate guy gave an illegal kick to the Iranian guy, which knocked him out. But since it disqualified the Saudi guy, the Iranian got the gold. So he was even knocked out and got the gold. But you couldn't pull that one off, could you, Megan? Nope, guess not. So $15.4 billion was the official price tag for the Tokyo Olympics, making it the most expensive games ever staged. The COVID-19 test positivity rate for people participating in the Olympics was 0.02%. Organizers found 430 Olympics-related infections since July 1st out of the 624,000 tests and no serious cases. Overall, the bubble created for more than 50,000 people held up really well. 16 million Instagram interactions for Simone Biles' account during the Olympics. Uh, I mean, that's what Axios figured it was. So that doesn't really surprise me too much. And there are 179 days until the Winter Olympics kick off in Beijing. Man, I cannot wait for that, huh? (laughs) Oh man, that is going to be something. More than 180 human rights groups already have called for a boycott over China's treatment of the Uyghurs, officially considered a genocide by the U.S. government and most corporate sponsors like Visa and Coca-Cola remain on board. Of course they do. And then we have uh, Paris hosting the 2024 Summer Games, followed by Los Angeles in 2028. I want to say thank you to the former Supreme Allied Commander Europe of NATO, uh, General James Stavridis, who has uh, now called for Athens 
and Greece to be the permanent home for the Summer Olympics. I don't know that I agree with it being Athens or Greece, but I want to thank him for listening to Chewing the Fat and realizing that, oh my gosh, uh, Chewing the Fat, Jeff Fisher was 100% correct. We definitely need to have a permanent fixture for the Olympics. This moving it around and having all these uh, entities bribe the IOC and the IOC saying yes and no and making a fortune and then these uh, these areas spending all this money when countries could just put in their money and it could invest in the games to take place at a particular place. Hello, that's what needs to happen. Now, he suggested moving the Winter Olympics to St. Moritz in Switzerland on a permanent basis and the, you know, the Summer Olympics, obviously, in Athens and Greece. I, I don't know that I have a problem with that, although being from the United States of America, I would say that perhaps uh, we could just do it in the U.S. and we could do both. We could do the summer and we could do the winter and you could just be done with it, okay? Now, he says that uh, global facility could be shared among the participating nations as a percentage of their economy with respect to their global gross domestic product. The U.S. would fund 15%, Europe 15%, China 15%, India 7%, Japan 4%, Russia 3%, and the smallest nations would receive a very small bill. Uh, So, okay. Uh, You know, I'm okay with that. I don't know that I'm good with those percentages, but I'm good with you know, the world funding it. Yeah, not just us. That'd be nice. And, uh, you know, they could be permanent fixtures. So, the I mean, the students, I mean, the athletes could all stay in the Coca-Cola dorms. <laughs> or, you know, they could be eating at the uh, Nike cafeteria. See what I'm saying? Although that'd be kind of changed around, wouldn't it, really? Should be the Coca-Cola cafeteria and the Nike dorms either way though uh you know and the uh the after party places could be sponsored by the condom companies as just a thought just thinking out loud here anyway i just wanted to thank the former supreme allied commander of nato for listening to chewing the fat and using my idea to express it to the world i may have called him a general he's actually a retired navy admiral so, you know, sorry, Navy Admiral James Stervidis, if I called you a general, I, I didn't mean to. Well, I meant to, but I didn't realize that you weren't a general. Sorry. As long as we're talking uh, sport, I see where Lionel Messi, uh, I mean, he's one of the top soccer players in the world, played for Barcelona forever, is now leaving. Uh, apparently, they were uh, unable to... Uh, have a financial and a financial arrangement. I know they were talking about financial and structural obstacles <laughs> that made it impossible to renew his contract. Yeah, he was making some serious cash. I mean, not as much as some others. He was making, I think, 45 million, something like that. 45 million euros, according to this story. And he was willing to take a 50% pay cut just to stay with Barcelona and they still couldn't work it out. Really strange. I mean, the guy's been a monster, right? He's made 778 appearances for Barcelona, scored 672 goals, 10 league titles, 
four Champions Leagues, and three Club World Cups. I mean, that's pretty good. Uh, 35 trophies with his uh, career at Barcelona. That's not bad. So anyway, we'll see where Lionel Messi ends up. And uh, again, uh, as long as we're in sport, I see where a Michigan hospital has cut ties with Minnesota Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins. Right. Why would they do that? Well, it's over his stance on the COVID-19 vaccine. The Holland Hospital announced, yeah, we're going to end our deal. Um, He's been unwilling to share whether he's received the vaccine. And um, we, we, he's, of course, is entitled to his own viewpoints. But those who speak on our behalf must support messages that align with the hospital's position on matters of vital importance to individual and community health. Cousins said last year that he was taking a survival of the fittest approach to the coronavirus pandemic. (laughs) So, you know, who knows? He won't say because it's his choice and he doesn't want people to know. I don't know. And I mentioned, I talked about it on Pat's show because Pat thought it was a big deal, but I have been vaccine hesitant for quite some time. And uh, I finally broke down this, uh, I don't know, last weekend when I went in to pick up a prescription, my pharmacist was like, you have not got the vaccine yet, have you? And I, I talked to him about being vaccine hesitant and everything. And he was like, you need to get it and you need to get it now. <laughs> and I was like, all right, fine, go ahead. Let's have it. So I'm one shot down. It was the Moderna and it was fine. I took the Moderna shot to, and it was fine. I had no no, no problems at all whatsoever. So we'll see what happens in a couple of weeks when I have to get the second shot. You know, who knows? Maybe a third tail, a third eye. Uh, you know, I'll lose my hair. Oh, wait, I'm already doing that. Uh, I may do have a little bloating. Oh, wait, I don't know that I would notice that. So we'll see what happens. Uh, it wasn't a big deal. I just felt like, uh, you know, I really was. I know a lot of people say they're vaccine hesitant and they really mean they're anti-vaccine. I am, I wasn't, and I am not. Uh, I just was hesitant and wanted to wait. And I just kind of felt like, uh, you know, the panic, uh, the panic, and we'll get into some of the numbers um, at some point. You know, I just felt like, you know what? It's time. It's time. And so, you know, we'll see what happens. I got, I got, you know, again, I'm one shot in to the Moderna and I am, fine. So take that whatever way you want. All right. So this weekend was a weekend of, well, I was going to say it's a weekend of death. But a number of people passed away. I woke up Sunday morning and it was like, holy cow, what is going on? I mean, we had Marky Post pass away. She was 70. Uh, still looked great. But she had a 10-month battle with cancer that obviously, you know, she lost. Trevor Moore died. He was 41. He's from the whitest kids you know. You, he was a comedian, actor, producer, really funny. And the comedy group, The Whitest Kids You Know, really fine. He died, uh, really funny, I mean. 
uh, he died Friday evening in an accident, which is just really strange. It didn't say what type of accident it was, but, you know, definitely was, you know, not supposed to be his time. Then we had D.D. Thomas, Dennis D.D. Thomas, founding member of Cool in the Gang. I know. He died peacefully in his sleep. I'm not sure exactly what he died of, but he was their sax player and he was the guy that, uh, you know, dressed them all. He was, uh, he was the main, one of the main guys of Cool in the Gang. Very sad. Then we lost Bobby Bowden, former legendary head football coach of Florida State. Uh, he passed away this weekend as well. He was 91. He's really, he was really struggling this past year. Uh, he was diagnosed with a terminal medical condition, but that was before he, uh, he had, was suffering from pancreatic cancer, but then he had COVID and he had some other stuff happen to him this last year. He was really struggling. Very, very sad. And then I went down, I look at this list of other people as Saginaw Grant, the, uh, known for, you know, Lone Ranger and Breaking Bad. He passed away not long ago. Senator Carl Levin died at 87. Uh, there was Ron Popeil, ZZ Top bassist Dusty Hill. Just incredible the amount of people that it seems to be passing away of, you know, of some sort of fame or stature. And then Gina Crassley died at age 30. And you say, Gina Crassley, who was Gina Crassley? Well, you may have known her from My 600 Pound Life. Now, according to the story, she was suffering from a mystery illness that had left her completely immobile. Now, some may say that that may have had to do with the 600 pounds or more weight that she was carrying around. But apparently she had not yet received a diagnosis for her condition. She just knew that she was suffering and struggling with this unidentified illness, which left her immobile and was causing pain in her legs. Now she did lose a little bit of weight on my 600 pound life uh, with the help of a uh, doctor now, but you know, I would say that it's usually a problem when you're plus 600 pounds that when you are absolutely immobile, now you're talking about a real, a real issue. You can quote me on that, by the way. When you're plus 600 pounds and you're immobile, that's a real issue. We've talked about it before. I mean, there are some people that are plus 600 that aren't immobile. They're still moving and that's good. I mean, you want to be, you want to be mobile, man. When you reach the point of not moving anymore, and I don't know what that point is for, you know, obviously for some people, you know, for all people, it's different. Could be 400 pounds, 500 pounds, 600 pounds, seven, 800 pounds, 1,000 pounds. But at that point, when you reach the point of, I don't care, I'm not going to move anymore, that's an issue. <laughs> that's an issue. I don't know what that point is. And we all, they all have, we, I say we, you know, I'm not one of those. Uh, I joke around about it, but I, I am not the, uh, you all have your enablers and they continue to bring me food, Seymour. 
and uh, they just continue to feed the beast. And man, you got to be when you when you reach the point of you just want the fried chicken and the mashed potatoes, and you're not going to move. You're just going to lay in that bed. That's an issue. That is definitely an issue. And I know that she didn't have a diagnosis for her condition, which left her immobile and was causing pain in her legs. I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing that it had something to do with being 600 pounds or more. But what do I know? I do know that you still have a chance to see the Union Pacific Steam Route. I know the Big Boy 2021 Tour. It's uh, coming across the country. It's going to be in my neck of the woods on Friday the 13th, this Friday. And, you know, it's staying in Fort Worth, Texas Saturday to go and see it. I'm going to be out. I'm going to, I've got to do a live Instagram or YouTube when the train comes by because it's going to be in Denton, Texas. And that's, I mean, it's right here in the DFW area, but you still have a chance. I'm looking at the route. It left on August 5th from Cheyenne, Wyoming. And we're coming up, if you're listening live today, it is the 9th of August, 2021. So it's going through Nebraska right now and then into Kansas. And it'll be uh, through into Kansas City, Missouri tonight at 7 p.m. And then tomorrow it stays, uh, you're able to see it in Kansas City. And then it's going to move on. And it's going to continue out of Kansas and then into Oklahoma and then through Oklahoma and on into Texas as we get into my neck of the woods. And you're still going to be seeing it. I'll tweet out the link for the big boy tour. But as I'm looking at this site, I see a message from the UP steam team. And I'm thinking, okay, well, they're going to give me a safety message and, and I'll listen to it and I'm going to play it for you. But it kind of ticks me off too. But here's a safety message from the UP Steam Team. Hello, everyone. My name is Ed Dickens with the Union Pacific Railroad Steam Locomotive Crew. Hello, Ed. On behalf of my crew and all the men and women on the Union Pacific Railroad, we have a very important safety message for all of you. Okay. When coming to see the big boy locomotive, please always stay back at least 25 feet. Oh. We invite you to come along to the advertised designated places to see the locomotive. Thank you. It's important that you be a safety advocate for yourself and for the safety of others. And kindly Wait. and gently remind people, if you see behavior outside of this expectation, please once again remind them. And get out of the way! It's really exciting when you see the locomotive. And, and trust me when I tell you, you're going to want to be 25. Yeah, because we're going to steam burn you. It's also important that you please respect private property and never cross railroad tracks except at only designated places and railroad oh, crossings. No. Thank you very much for listening to the safety message, and we look forward to seeing everyone along the track 25 feet back. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Ed. We appreciate it. Why don't they end that with the steam engine whistle blow? What the heck? That ticks me off. Plus, uh, we got it, Ed. And we're supposed to be telling people just, hey, get back. They told you 25 feet. You look like you're 22, 23 feet. You don't want to be that close. When that steam when that steam blows off that engine, man, you do not want none of that. Believe me, you do not want none of that. You can quote me on that. But you have an opportunity to see the big boy uh, steam route from Union Pacific's number 414, or it's actually 
number 4014. And I'll tweet out the link where the big boy is. And they also have an interactive steam locomotive tracking map. And uh, you can follow that there or on their uh, at UP underscore steam uh, Twitter site, which would be fun where the big boy is at right now. But why aren't they ending their promotions with the steam whistle blow? You know, like, hey, stay 25 feet back. Right? Come on. At least we could do that. But no, sad. Anyway, I'm a fan. I mean, life in the train age, man. And I, you know, I'm okay with having this and letting us see all this without spending all this money because it's old school technology. Trains are a cute little thing from the past. We don't need to be using them now. And that is not the way that our government is thinking these days. That's for sure. They're unloading all kinds of money onto the new train. So you're ready to ride trains, baby. Now, train horns. I love train horns. And I had a friend of mine. We have, I may have even talked about it before. He had a train horn underneath his truck and man, it would scare the hell out of people, man. They would jump when that thing went off. And maybe that's why they're really kind of illegal in a lot of areas in a lot of States. So, you know, I mean, they're designed for trains and railroad crossings to prevent accidents. So you're not really supposed to have them on your car. I know I was looking at some of the rules for different States and in California, you can have a train horn, mounted but you can't it can't be uh, hooked up to use oh well that makes a lot of sense uh duh in texas the great state of texas the state that i live in if you they have their annual inspection which by the way uh i needs to go away just a side note uh they inspect all motor vehicles and if during the inspection a train horn is found to be hooked up and able to be used uh yeah you're gonna fail the inspection oh Okay, now, if the train horn is hooked up and used so you can receive uh, an alert if you're being robbed, you know, as like a theft alarm, that's fine on a commercial vehicle, not on your regular car. And there's plenty of other states as well that uh, it's only available on emergency vehicles. That's it. Not to be on your pickup trucks. So I guess we were kind of uh, illegal, which is kind of a surprise. But as I was looking through the, (laughs) I forget what kind of train horn my buddy had, but there's like the shocker XL. Okay. That's the shocker XL. Then we have the Nathan air chime KSLA. Eh, I don't know that I like that one. Here is the outlaw. that one. This is uh, Katrina. Nah, I don't like her. Uh, Nathan Airtime P3. Ooh. <laughs> that is loud. That was shocking. This is the King 6. Nah, I don't like that one. Tug 37. Ooh. Kind of like that one, the tugboat horn. That's nice. The mother trucker horn. 
I kind of like that one. The Super Echo. <laughs> Heard those before. Bullet. <laughs> the Psycho Blasters. Shocker S6. Oh man. That's a big one. That's got six. That's actually the train. This is the Rhino. Uh, excuse me. Outlaw XL. Nah. Nathan Airchime K3. That one would scare you. Oh, man, there's a whole bunch of them on here. Holy cow, I didn't realize there were so many horns to choose from. Yeah, uh, horns galore this afternoon on Chewing the Fat. You choose which was your favorite. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.